Welcome to Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms, and we're the wrong moms. I'm Meredith Berkman. My name is Dorian Furman, and we are thrilled to have with us today Dr. Nora Volkov, who is the director of the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Welcome. Thanks very much for having me. Dr. Volkov, parents that we talk to all the time want to understand the level of addiction that e-cigarettes can cause, or they know their kids are dependent on flavored e-cigarettes, on vaping, but they don't really always understand um, to what degree. You've spent your career studying the science of addiction and the human brain. Are teens especially prone to addiction? And if so, why? Well, there are two things that make uh, teenagers particularly vulnerable to addiction. And one of them is uh, when you're a teenager, when your brain is developing, a part of the process for the brain to develop is to explore. And that's why teenagers are much more likely to engage in risky behaviors than adults, because it's the way they discover the world. So it's part of being an adolescent. Uh, the problem is, of course, when that exploration uh, hits drugs, because they can be very, very harmful. And because drugs are something that uh, we don't know about, and there is a sort of this mystique around them, and there's also a connotation of rebelling against society when you take them, this can even make them more appealing. And that's why teenagers are much more likely to experiment with new drugs than an adult will be later on. The other aspect about it is that the brain of uh, teenagers is incredibly plastic. All of our brains are plastic, but those of children and adolescents are so much more. Now, what does plastic mean? I mean, in a simple terms, plasticity is the ability of the brain to change its structure and its function on the basis of the environment that surrounds you. And this is uh, done in order to actually maximize the likelihood that your brain will be optimally functioning when you are an adult. So it will be tailored by what you encounter as you're growing up. Uh, drugs are very uh, effective in producing those physical and functional changes in the brain. They modify it. And therefore, that's why they can produce addiction. But in a teenager, that will happen faster than in an adult because their brain is more plastic than ours. And, and that has an advantage too. I mean, there is a reason why this happens. And this plasticity allows you to learn very rapidly. And learning connotes physical changes, strengthening of certain, the communication between certain neurons. But the bad side of it is that drugs, which activate those same learning mechanisms, and that's what produces addiction, strengthening of those connections, um, and makes uh, adolescents so much more vulnerable to them. And those are two of the factors that actually make adolescents vulnerable to drug experimentation, and when they experiment to drugs, to becoming addicted to them. Would you call flavored e-cigarettes a drug in that way? I would call it a behavior that has the potential of generating a habit that uh, can have similarity to what you see when you may become addicted to a drug. But when you are just taking flavors, you get conditioned. I mean, and let me introduce that term conditioning, which is basically 
implies is a form of learning, a learning that is unconscious. So they are learning that's conscious. So if I say, well, what did I have for breakfast? And I think about it and I can't remember it. But conditioning is not that I remember in my brain, oh, I vape and it felt so, so good. And I, that's what I want to do it again. It's an emotion and think about it. I mean, it's not that you're remembering the words, but this, this emotion that it was so uh, make you feel comfortable or positive. And that type of conditioning is what leads us to actually then behave in a certain way without sometimes knowing why we are doing it. These devices have the ability to generate condition, to condition you. Why? Because the flavors are pleasant. And in that respect, can motivate and drive your behavior to repeat them again. Right. So you answered, uh, how do flavors make these products more addictive? But I guess the question is that nicotine has been classified as a drug. It's the nicotine of the e-cigarette which makes these products so addictive. And I guess the flavors probably heighten that in the sense that it makes it more habit forming. Nicotine is um, a drug like uh, that is addictive and all of the addictive drugs, all of them have a common effect. They activate the dopamine reward system. And the dopamine reward system is actually what produces energy and motivates our behavior. So all of the drugs hyper-energize that system and uh, in turn, in parallel, they generate a conditioning response. So that conditioning response leads you to want to take the nicotine and the activation by the nicotine itself, the chemical itself, strengthens it. So you have a desire, you take the nicotine, the nicotine activates it more and it almost becomes like a positive feedback loop, which is actually what's happening in the brain, again, in simple terms. And that's what makes uh, nicotine um, such an addictive drug. The other aspect about nicotine that has made it very, very challenging is that when we take nicotine, we usually do it as a part of everyday life. So you can take a coffee and then people smoke cigarettes. And what nicotine do, does, it activates that dopamine system. And the dopamine system, if we activate it, makes things more salient. So, so whatever you are doing when the dopamine system is activated is more rewarding, more salient, more motivating. So my coffee is much better. I am writing a paper and I smoke cigarettes. It's much more interested and I can concentrate. But the problem of that is that you are conditioning yourself. Every time you see the coffee now, you're going to want a cigarette. Every time you have to write a paper, you're going to want a cigarette. And when you have the vapor in the, um, with the nicotine, then these two become strongholds because that flavor acts as a conditioning to want to get nicotine. So not only are you conditioned to the drug itself, now you've associated the drug with the flavor. And flavors are things that to which we condition very, very rapidly because they are part of the gustative system our palatable that allows us to ensure that we will remember food and want it. Borrowing that effect necessary for consumption of food into taking a drug. And that's why it's so malignant. What is it about 
nicotine salt technology that makes e-cigarettes more addictive than traditional cigarettes? The key component actually related to how does it compare uh, nicotine when delivered to an e-cigarette versus smoked tobacco in terms of its addictiveness relates very much in two variables. One of them is how fast it's delivered into the blood and therefore into the brain, that's one. And the second one, of course, the dose that you're administering. So the higher the dose, the greater the addictiveness in, in, in general terms. The earlier cigarettes, electronic cigarettes, were not able to deliver concentrations of nicotine that were fast enough and high enough as what happens with combustible tobacco. And that's why initially all of these electronic nicotine uh, cigarettes were not deemed to be very, I mean, fulfilling for people that were addicted. They still felt that uh, the combustible tobacco, the cigarettes and regular cigarettes were delivered, make them feel better. Now that has changed with advances in technology so the new electronic cigarettes can deliver nicotine as almost as fast as combustible, combustible tobacco. And the other issue about them is because in the cartridge, you can concentrate a very high content of nicotine. You can actually deliver even higher content of nicotine. So it depends very much on what you're vaping these days um, to determine whether it can have the potential of being more or less addictive to than the regular cigarettes. Now, the other element that's introduced for addictiveness of electronic cigarettes relates to the flavors because flavors conditioning. So they perpetuate the desire to actually vape more nicotine. The research that we hear about is it's not just um, the risk takers. It's not just the quote, cool kids. When you have 5.3 million kids vaping on a regular basis. So is that possible when there are millions of kids engaging in this behavior? It can't all just be about experimentation. How would we explain that? Initially, it was the main reason was curiosity and for the flavors. And then within one year, you start to see a very steep rise in the use of these devices for taking drugs. And in 2018, we see basically more kids starting to use them for nicotine than for flavor. And in 2019, we see another doubling on the rates of their use for THC, which is the active ingredient of marijuana. And we start to see kids because we ask them the question, why are you vaping? Many of them, exactly, curiosity. Uh, because my friends are doing it. Now, many are saying, because I'm hooked, I mean, which is not surprising. Nicotine uh, is quite an addictive drug. And if you are consuming it at this high content, yes, guess what? We can predict people are going to get addicted. And it's not the notion of pa bad parenting. I think that you can be the best parent on the world. And I had great parents. I got curious to try to smoke cigarettes. Kids are curious. They have to be proactive and have a dialogue with their children about what drugs are and why they are overall very negative consequences of taking them in a way that it does not look like necessarily just policing in a dialogue 
where you give the arguments in a way, in, in such a, a form that they make sense to a teenager, addressing things that are important for them. When, when you're taking drugs, including nicotine, is like you're mortgaging, you're mortgaging your ability to feel pleasure in the future. So you have pleasure right now at the expense of decreasing the ability to have pleasant sensations for other things in your life. Is that something you want? And as a result, things that in the past excite you and you enjoy doing are less able to do so. That's what mortgaging your ability to feel pleasure means like. In light of the COVID-19 pandemic um, and the fact that certain physical conditions can potentially make someone more susceptible to either catching the illness or to having a more severe case, what would you say about teens who are vaping um, in relation to this illness? We know that any condition that you have puts you at greater risk. These drugs, certainly tobacco, damages, produces pulmonary and cardiovascular pathology. We do know that it can, um, vaping can produce acute lung injury. And we, do not, and we also know that it can produce inflammation of the pulmonary tract. It's not very good to just ingest high temperatures into your respiratory airways throughout the day. That's, that produces inflammatory reactions. So uh, because of the potential negative consequences, we strongly discourage uh, any teenager to actually vape um, if they want to certainly minimize the likelihood of um, having adverse outcomes with, with COVID. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your being on our show, especially because we think it's so important that parents understand that e-cigarette dependence and nicotine addiction is a drug addiction like any other and can really harm them now and in the future. So thank you so much again for spending so much time with us today. Do you have a teen or young adult at home that vapes? This is Quitting is a free and anonymous text message program designed to help young people quit vaping. Teens and young adults can text Ditch Vape to 88709 to sign up today. That's provided by Truth, the National Youth Tobacco Prevention Campaign from our partner and sponsor, uh, the Truth Initiative. It's the first of its kind program that helps young people feel motivated, inspired, and supported while quitting. More than 150,000 young people have enrolled since the program launched in January 2019. The messages include evidence-based tips and strategies to quit, combined with real feedback from young people. Again, teens and young adults can enroll by texting Ditch Vape to 88709. Truth Initiative also offers free text messages for parents who are helping their children quit vaping. I myself enrolled in this program as well and would get different ideas and tips to help support my son. You can join the program by texting QUIT to 202-899-7550 or by visiting becomeanx.org to sign up. To learn more about Truth Initiative and its programs, visit truthinitiative.org.